0: Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Tales of Recovery. My name is Gris Alves, I'm your host, and today's guest is my dear friend, Brianna Vargas. And we're going to be, well, she's going to be sharing with us her story of her journey of immigration. Having come to the United States from Mexico at a very, very young age, not because she chose to come, and just the whole story of having her parents have to return to Mexico and her remaining here the education process, the whole um, story of hardship and resilience of what it means to be an immigrant in this country. So thank you for being with us today, Bree, and tell us your story.
1: Thank you for having me here, and um, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to share uh, what I've been going through uh, because it has definitely been a struggle Mm-hmm. My parents brought me here when I was two, hoping that I would get a better education. Um, they really emphasize a lot on my education and becoming somebody so that I can take care of myself mm-hmm. um, and be self-dependent. Um, so um, I was here since I was two. I went to school, um, Sherman Heights, and I here in San Diego. here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And I went to school in Sherman Heights. It was, I feel like my childhood, they did the best to create um, a very solid childhood. Um, I was a very happy child. And your um, parents
0: were both working when they were here? My
1: parents were both wor- working. They have always been entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. they sold, they bought jewelry, they sold jewelry. I was always um, kind of carried along with them in the journey. Um, or left with my older brother. So the bond between me and my brother was very strong. Mm -hmm. And um, family was always a priority. Uh, We always went out as as family. We always had gatherings as family. So family for me is something very strong. It's something very dearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, my dad was, my dad is the one that uh, pushed me a lot to be a great um, student and to be good at school. When I went um, to middle school, he chose to um, to send me to Mirlands um, La Jolla Middle School, mm-hmm. uh, hoping that I would not fall into the same footsteps as my brother, as going into um, gangbangs and mm. not um, not doing well in school. So he sent me over there. At that time, he actually had. And a so good this job. is
0: a program where you get bused from Sherman Heights all the way to La Jolla. Yes. Which is a higher socioeconomic neighborhood into yes. La Jolla High School. Well, La Jolla Middle School. Yes. Right? Okay.
1: Yes. Um, and this is where I started seeing a huge, um, like, the difference between my life and other people's life. Before I... Felt like I was very unaware, and I was very um, mm. happy in my life and in my social economic um, status because I wasn't aware of like what I was lacking or what the differences were. Right. Uh, but being sent into um, La Jolla, I definitely stood out, and I my confidence levels went down a lot. Mm. And although my parents had a good job, it was definitely culturally, it was different. Um, Economically, it was different. And so I really, um, starting with like brand name things or traveling, vacations for me, I think it was the vacations of people just being like, oh, I'm going to New York, oh, I'm going over here. And there's this, uh, all these fun stuff that the school also provided for Mm -hmm. us but that I wasn't being able to be part of because of um, my status. Mm-hmm. And so I started shying down. Because of
0: your legal status? Because immigration of my legal
1: status. Yes. Okay. And so I started shutting down and became more shy and became more timid. And Is
0: this when you first realized, oh, I don't have a passport or I don't have a visa to be here? Yes. What's going on? Yeah.
1: Um, one I don't have a passport I don't have a visa to be here so that uh, subconsciously it was like I'm always in the wrong I'm doing something wrong I mm. am not supposed to be here mm. um, I'm illegal I'm illegal so I don't want any attention to come towards me I I feel I felt very um, out of place mm. and um, I, when I was 13 14 or 13 um, I my dad, got deported
0: hmm.
1: and, um, it became very difficult for me to keep up going with, to that school because at the beginning, uh, my dad would drop me off and then I had to start getting bust.
0: Okay.
1: And while well, I was struggling with like my mom having to pay for the bills and her having to uh, actually get an, an, a job and being outside of the house and um, not paying a lot of attention to what my schooling was um, or what I was going through at school, where my dad was the one that was very involved in uh, my school and um, the school meetings and everything. So that's when I started to seeing, seeing the, sh- the change and the shift. And um, so... As I reached high school, it just started becoming more not- noticeable as my friends started going to TJ to party or they wanted to party over here, but I didn't have an ID. Um, so I just felt like my identity, I, I didn't know, like I, I had no identity. I felt like mm. I, I was missing out on a lot and I couldn't be part of a lot of things that my friends did.
0: Where do you belong? Um,
1: yeah, like, where do I belong? And um, and my mom had to to leave um, a couple of times and came back uh, because her mom died in in Mexico. in Mexico. So she went um, for a little bit and she left me here with one of my aunts. and and that was hard for me to be apart from my mom and my dad um, yeah. throughout high school. And so I did the bare minimum. I I know that um, I knew that I had. To, I'm here for education, so I knew that I couldn't screw up. But at the same time, it was very challenging for me to keep up with, with all the work and to have them into state to be in a classroom and um, studying and reading and learning all these things when I was struggling um, at home without my parents this is in high school now you're mm-hmm. in high school did you stay in La Jolla for high school or? I stayed in La ho- in La Jolla um, for high school till like my junior year I had to I was behind um, I I was behind and so I had an option either to stay another year in La Jolla and graduated 2008 or to move to Garfield High School and graduate with my class of 07 okay were
0: you in the avid program in La Jolla high
1: school mm-hmm. no
0: okay. no so then you moved back to Garfield.
1: So I moved um, to Garfield, mm-hmm. and um, I actually am very grateful that I did because um, I found a strong support system there, and I have I had a mentor, um, one of my teachers who. Uh, believed in me and before um, I really didn't believe in myself I actually thought you know what um, I don't know what my parents are thinking thinking that I'm gonna get a college education or mm. something higher they should be feel blessed if I graduate from high school <laughs> uh, because I'm it was it was tough like yeah. they emphasize so much in my education um, but my mom has um and like barely elementary education and my dad um has um secondary like um just middle school, middle they, school. they didn't go to college and my brother didn't graduate from high school so I'm actually the first one to graduate from high school yeah. um, <laughs> um so so yeah I'm like you, should, you guys should feel blessed that I did <laughs> that I'm graduating and so I really worked very hard to catch up and so that I could graduate but this teacher, his name is Dave White, um, he believed in me and he he taught me that, you know, it's not how smart you are. It's what, how hard you're willing to work yes. for what you want. And yes. so that started, um, I started thinking that and I'm like, I need to work really hard because um, at this point now, um, I knew that. If I wanted to stay here, it would be with, uh, because I'm pursuing my education and my mom was going was gonna to have to leave with my dad because they're, we're, they're a family or we're a family. But if I wanted to stay to, for my education, I knew that I was going to be on my own here. Mm-hmm. Um, but the teacher uh, helped me with the scholarship and helped me applying with the scholarship and helped me throughout the whole process of even signing up, taking the test, um, because it's a it's a totally different world that I'm used to. And my parents are not aware of what it is to actually have to sign these papers and um, apply for scholarships or what it means to be a college student. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I graduated um, and I went to college and um, I was volunteering at Garfield High School for about three years and I was going to college and, and it was well. I was working at this time and I didn't understand what it would mean to be here by my own. I knew that I was strong. I knew that I wanted it. I knew that it was, was best for me. But I definitely was blinded into seeing like what the struggle with, will be without, without, support. Mm-hmm. without support and without my parents. Mm-hmm. And so I became very sad because... Um, and it's a sadness that I could not talk about, not even with my own family, because every time that I would call my mom, I would cry and I would cry, you know, uh, Mother's Day, hmm. Christmas, um, all these holidays were, it wasn't the same. It was lonely. It was lonely. Yeah. And, and of course they felt really bad for me, my parents, and especially my dad. So he hated seeing me cry and it was fights that we, he would have with my mom. Like, here you go, I'm making her cry again. Here you go, <laughs> making her cry again. And, and a lot of times... Well, separate. Yeah. And it was that. And also, like, you, you're going to have to... You know, I'm expected to be working. I'm expected to, to, um, to be doing well in school. And I'm expected to be helping them as well and, and you're expected to stay strong and not cry. Yeah, and I'm expected to to stay strong and not cry and, and be yeah. there also for for my brother's children. My brother was deported. He he got into gangbangs. He got <sighs> he got into drugs. So much um and so he he left two children behind, my niece and my nephew, which I love and I also this was also a reason for me to stay because I knew that from our part of the family I was gonna be the only one here for them. Right. And this became very overwhelming, and the only person that I felt like I would speak about this, honestly, uh, was my f- my friend that became my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he was in the same class I was um, with in, in, high in high school, and we both took um, a math college course together, and, um, our teacher emphasizes a lot on group studying, uh, but it basically became just him and I studying. Mm-hmm. and then soon it became him listening to to what I was going through. and so I fell in love with him, and he was totally not my type, but his listening and his comprehension and um, and me needing somebody to, to be there for me um, kind of pushed me to, to fall in love with him. And I had so much freedom that I didn't have before. Uh, my parents were very protective and... Um, of me, and so when they left, it was like I can pay for my own bills. I ha- I'm very independent, and I have a- all this freedom that I didn't have before. Right. So, um, so with him, it was a different lifestyle. He he was into um, uh, alcohol and um, and drugs, marijuana mostly. So he he smoked a lot and he drank a lot and. I would drink too for fun, and so it just became like like we were partying together, and I really let go of, uh, I started little by little letting go of, of my responsibilities, um, and I started partying with him, and I started um, acquiring like his lifestyle, mm-hmm. and started smoking, and just living um, that... Like fun and careless life, but I still had like to care somewhat so that um, I could take care of myself right. at least. And soon, um, I I I moved in with him uh, because it became it, it was just the easiest thing for me to do. I was staying over at his house almost every day, and so I felt like I'm I. I wasn't gonna pay rent at least living with him, so it was like okay, I'm I'm moving in with his. It's convenient. It was very convenient. Uh, but then it became a burden because adulthood came and kicked in, and and welcome adulthood, yeah. Yes, and so I I started realizing that the bills had to get paid. I we started we needed to help his mom. Um, I got um, a card taken away um, because I was driving without a license and it's not that I that I didn't want to get a license but because of my um, immigration status I couldn't get a license I mm. couldn't get a driver license so um, that became a problem and it was very devastating because at that time not only did you get your car taken away you'd get it taken away for 30 days so it's it's a huge amount of money that you have to pay um, to for get the car back. To get the car back, because the ticket for driving without a license. Um, Had you applied at this moment for DACA yet? No, I okay. hadn't applied for DACA, but this okay. is where my husband and I decided to get married. Um, because we've been living together, uh, we loved each other. I really, I was always very like mindful of not wanting to to get my status Through a marriage or through um, a man. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, but my options were very limited. And we were living together. We did love each other. And so... You got married. We got married. Um, But it was a very scary thing. I knew that he wasn't mature enough to do so. And I felt like I was really pressured into... Getting married because it was the right thing to do for me. and and so we did it, and the right thing to do also because like it's not proper
0: to live with someone with if you're not married kind of most thing. definitely,
1: yeah. yeah, especially because my dad didn't find out that I was living with him till like a year after I was living with him. and yeah. this was so chaotic for him. It was like disappointing, yeah. you know, like, that mentality, the mentality the yeah. So it's like, why aren't you married? He loves you. Why aren't you married? He loves you. Why aren't you married? You know, and so we chose to get married, and we moved out on our own. Because I thought this was gonna help him grow up. I really pushed him into um, becoming more responsible and helping to pay the bills and. Parting less and emphasizing more on creating a family, I really wanted. I knew that it was in the future for me to right. to want kids, and I knew that our lifestyle definitely didn't allow us to to do so. I wouldn't want to bring a kid into a mm-hmm. chaotic lifestyle. But my husband um, also suffered from from depression and mm-hmm. anxiety, and. I did not know what that meant at that time, but I felt like, you know, I'm the world's savior, so, like, I could totally help him, and we're going to be totally fine. Like, it's fine, you know? Um, So, I... Discovered that he was dragging me along with his depression, with his anxiety, and soon I became depressed and I started suffering from anxiety, from anxiety, um, and it was it was so hard to be there um, now because at this point because he was helping me get my status um, legally. But he was very irresponsible. He kept losing one job and another. And um, I think it was a lot of mental uh, abuse of like, I want to be with you. You should be here with me. I'm going to help you. But the actions would not follow his words. Right. And he would um, cheat on me. Hmm. And... um, I I had, like, I wanted to leave so many times, and I, I felt like I couldn't because I was so close, and I, I wanted to see my family, and and now it was even worse than when they left because I'm in a place where I thought I couldn't escape. Um, I felt like I was trapped. I felt like I was um, in some sort of jail, and I started that I started meditating. Sometimes he wouldn't come home, and so I couldn't sleep. I couldn't, um, I was very restless. And I started playing YouTube videos and just trying to like find some kind of peace of mind and letting go and letting go of his actions. And YouTube um,
0: videos of meditation. Of meditations.
1: Okay. And I started reading about yoga and the chakras and all of these stuff. Um, so.
0: Is this when you began your yoga teacher training?
1: Um, I wanted to, okay. but no, I, I think it was more like self-study. Like I researched. Um, okay. uh, prior to this, I had a teacher also in Garfield who took us to a um, to a free yoga class um, in downtown. Mm-hmm. So I experienced that and I felt like I fell in love with it the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first class, I was like, oh my God, like there's something about this that is fulfilling, that is comforting. Yeah um, that I want, that I want more of.
0: Magical yoga. Yes.
1: (laughs) It's magical. So, um, so I started practicing on my own and reading on my own. And I went to, um, to Pilgrimage of the Heart, uh, the studio. Um, and it, it was very unsteady because also like, my home and my the chaos that I was living at, at, at my house. I tried to do the teacher training, but mentally I wasn't ready, mm-hmm. and I was gonna like leave it anyways. But I bought all the books, <laughs> and so I read the books and I st- put some things into practice. And I read a lot about um, personal growth, self care, and what it meant to um to what self care means. Yeah. And um, I'm doing this journey and I'm talking to my husband about it. When we have good times, it was great conversations. It was about, you know, changing the world and about uh, bettering and creating a, a world of equality, you know, yeah. um, because I understand he he also struggled through. Um, his parents being separated, um, his dad being in Mexico, his mom is a single mom raising him. she's always at work so basically he raised himself mm-hmm. um, hmm. so we helped each other to a certain extent and he, i i then the 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 daca um, Took place, and so I wanted to to have that just in case because we never had the money to continue my my paperwork with him. Like he petitioned me, we went through the whole thing, but there was always like a money stopping us, money and time and yeah. the paperwork. It's expensive to it adjust is, status. It mm-hmm. is, yeah. and I and I didn't wanna. I didn't like. It was a lot of like. Um, Inner battle with me because I didn't want to f- make him feel used. I didn't want him to think that I was with him because I was trying to get my immigration status. Um, but he would always bring it up every time that I would try to leave. It was like, "Hey, we're working on this. Like, we can work. Th- we can work this out. Come on." You um, need me. Yes. Yeah. So, hmm. um. So I. I. I didn't know where that was going to go, and I knew that I didn't want to be with him, but that I kind of had to be with him, and so I...
0: No, you didn't want to be with him anymore because it was ugly, because of the addiction, and the depression, and the un- lack of responsibility, and the emotional abuse.
1: Yes. Okay. Not because I didn't love him, but right. be- I, 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 I loved him very truly, but I knew that that relationship was... Unhealth. Unhealthy. Very unhealthy for me. I was not the same person that I was. Um, I let go of my education, um, of working, uh, of being social, of being with my family, of even calling my parents. Like, I didn't want them to find out what a mess I was. Mm-hmm. So I talked to them as little as possible, um, but I knew that I had to get out. And so I applied for the DACA, and I received it. And a few months after that, I discovered that he, he disrespected me again, um, mm. trying to talk to another female, right. and that really messed messed with my um, self worth, with my confidence. And I knew that every time he did that, a it came back to that, and betrayal, betrayal. hmm yeah. So I didn't want to, I didn't want to live like that anymore. So I chose to leave him, and this time I had my DACA, so at least I had I could rely on that, right. regardless if my immigration, and if um, the paperwork was gonna go through with him or not. Right. And um, I found the courage to leave him, and it was a, a a really hard decision for me to do because I still love him, mm-hmm. um, I still wanted to help him. And, but I wanted him to change. And I knew that for him to change, it wasn't going to be with me staying with him. He literally needed to know, um, to value me or to find value in, in the relationship that I have and everything that I gave up to be with him. Uh, and I, I started drinking a lot almost daily, just so I can go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, when I moved out, I moved out to my cousins, and I felt like socially it's acceptable to drink. Socially it's acceptable to have, like, a little glass of wine here and there, and it's fun. We're we're young, and it's okay to drink. It's okay to party. So I, I did it a lot, um, but I also did a lot of um, mistakes, and I knew that if I c- kept going like that, that I was going to get myself in trouble mm-hmm. or that I was going to hurt myself, ending hurt, ending, ending, up hurting myself. So I decided to go for the teacher training. Um, at this point, I was... The, part- yoga,
0: the yoga teacher training? Yeah, okay. the
1: yoga teacher training. At this point, I was practicing regularly. I found a great place um, in downtown called Pura Vida Yoga, and they did work trade. Uh, so I worked for free yoga, and I started doing that a lot. I had been doing it for a year, um, and I chose to take the teacher training to find my spirituality, to to reconnect um, with whatever God is or um, I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so I took the teacher training and that helped me um, find a little bit more peace, have a little bit more control of my life, have a little bit more control of my emotions, um, learn about who I was, uh, find the identity that I I, I had lost or wow. I didn't um know what what I was or who I was or what I was here for or in San Diego you know it's like I I'm here in the United States but they don't want me here people don't like I don't feel like I belong here I don't feel like I belong anywhere if I were to go back to Mexico it's a totally strange place for me yeah. um, so I really don't um, yeah. don't know a lot so like about, in
0: between and
1: what, yeah 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 not <laughs> neither from here or there yeah. um so the teacher training ended and I I felt like the void you know I still needed to keep going with this personal growth and um, I started going to a church to a Christian church just to like so I could feel like I belong yeah. somewhere and I got involved I helped with the um, youth ministry mm-hmm. and I started going uh, to um, celebrate recovery, which is where I met you Mm -hmm. and that celebrate recovery helped me a lot more to heal, Mm -hmm. um, to feel the pain, to understand the pain that I had gone through in my marriage and prior to my marriage. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it's, it's been quite a journey of me finding my passion, me finding my 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 authentic self, mm-hmm. who I really am, and I feel very blessed for the people and the opportunities that have come my way, because, a, I have a different perspective on on life. I I believe I have a purpose. I believe. Um, that I should love myself. That I that I belong to myself. Yes. That that I I um I can do this and that I'm supported. Like finding a uh, creating and finding a community of support, yes. um that are there for you when you struggle. I have my best friend um, Hanelore who has been like a sister to me yes. in this journey. I have um, Gris, uh, <laughs> who's been a great spiritual mentor hmm. and uh, my yoga instructor who's, you know, teaching me about yoga and how to become a good yogi. Hmm. And also right now I'm blessed with a job that allows me to be me and allows me to talk about these things because a lot of times at our job, we have to live our life behind and everything that matters, the only thing that matters is the job and your title and everything else, you know, has to stay out the door. And here, it really doesn't. I think it, it's a community of people who are very mindful of life and of the struggles. And we're working with kids. We're helping kids heal. And in order for us to do that, we also need to be healed ourselves. Absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: So I'm in this journey of self-study. You teach these
0: kids yoga too, right? Yes.
1: So yes. I, my job is to teach these kids yoga and mindfulness. That's great. And tutor them. But mostly, I, I, yeah, I'm very blessed to, to have this job. I'm very blessed to be where I'm at. I, I'm grateful for all the struggles that I've been through because it has made me what I am right now. And I'm, I'm definitely confident now, and I love myself um, dearly, which I think is very important. And I put a lot of, of time and effort in self-care,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is a struggle because I feel like it can be seen as being selfish. Mm-hmm. And, um, and just thinking about the I, 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 but I don't think about the I, I think about the self. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, living in my true authenticity and um, what God or the universe or the divinity or the goddess wants me to be so that I can help others do the same thing. And yeah. I... It's I, like I,
0: counterintuitive to do self-care. Well, because we've been told that that's selfish and... Give, give, give. However, if you don't first take care of you, then there's nothing else to give but resentment. <laughs> I mean, you know. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. That's really good that you were able to process all of this through through your meditation practice, through yoga teacher training, through knowing. So do you think all of this... I mean, I'm seeing it very clearly right now, but, like, you were so rooted, even though it was traumatic coming here at two years old, losing your, your mom and dad, but the root of your childhood it was in so much love grounded in this love has allowed you the capacity to to travel through using the magic and tools of yoga and meditation and mindfulness to get to this point
1: yes definitely I've never had a doubt um, the love that my parents feel for me yeah. the love that my siblings fear feel for me mm-hmm. um, we were very connected uh, so, I feel like it's definitely, like, it's it's an extreme hardship to go through this. I don't wish this upon anybody. Like, it's a high, very high price to pay for education, yeah. um, for a better life. Mm. And this is why I feel like I cannot just give my life to anything or anybody anymore. Correct. Because... I know why I'm doing it. I know the sacrifice that I had to give, which is the time, the memories, the, the opportunity to spend with my family. Mm-hmm. That has been, like, taken away, or I chose to give it up to pursue a higher education, to better myself. And so I always have that in the back of my mind. And, and I'm... I don't feel like I can ever give it away that easily like I did with my husband. I just give it up and just um, cater to him and cater to his goals and to his dreams. But put mine aside later, 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 later. Mine's were always later. And now it's like, I'm sorry if it's my sister. I'm sorry if it's even my mom, my dad. Um, Because I've learned to take care of myself yes I've learned to nourish myself and when I need something I know that I'm the only one that's going to be able to give it to me um and that's very powerful I don't depend on people to come and make me happy I depend on myself to create my own happiness And it's a struggle. I still deal with depression. I still deal with anxiety. I'm still working every day to make myself happy. But there's this awareness Mm. of having that control in your hands and not just giving it away to people. Um, I still think that my parents care very dearly for me. And I feel like it's something that I have to work on, which is difficult being separated um, to build that connection again, to rebuild that communication right, and um, that bond. Because I, I pushed myself away. I pushed myself away during my marriage. And I now, um, with these four years that I've been separated, it's been about finding myself. It's been about loving myself. It's been about understanding what it means to love myself understanding right. what it means to be myself mm-hmm. and so now that i i i know and i'm still learning because we're always learning we're always evolving um i i do it with the best intentions that they know that i'm also doing it because of them right. um and that I want to show them, and I want them to feel proud of me. Yeah. I want them to look at me and, and know that all this sacrifice and all this time separated, it's, it's worthwhile. It's, it's because of something. Something bigger. Something bigger than just our family. Something bigger than just myself. Um, something that it could impact much more people.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it is impacting. I mean, all those kids, you're touching their hearts. You're teaching them to... Um, you know to calm their nervous system to be aware of their emotions who teaches this to middle schoolers I mean I think it's beautiful what you're doing um, as part of your journey as part of your destiny here yeah Yeah.
1: so yeah I'm very mindful when I see these children I love children Um, I'm still battling whether I want to have my own or not whether I want to create a family or not for a long time it was like I, I, I want a family. I was ready to have a family with, with my husband and it destroyed me when I had to make the choice because it meant that that was not going to happen. Mm. And I was throwing myself to the unknown and I did not know what it was going to bring, but I knew that I couldn't no longer be there. Yeah. And so I was very bitter for a long time. I was very bitter and knowing that. All my cousins were having kids, even they were younger than me, and here I am. I got married. I was living with the per- with my um, high school sweetheart, and it was time for us to create a family. And no, we're separating. We're divorcing. Mm. We're it's it's falling apart. Um, so more loss, more loss. So I made friends and peace, and I convinced myself that I did not want to have children, and I don't want to think about having children. Not that I don't love children. I l- work with children, so now I feel like, hey, I. I give them all the love, they give me yeah. all the love, and then here you go, back to your parents, and I have all that freedom. <laughs>
0: yeah, they are a lot of work. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, I, I don't know if it's my defense mechanism, I, I don't want to get hurt anymore. Mm. I don't want to get hurt, I don't want to think about a relationship, um, or, you know, like, I really don't want any children, and yeah. I don't really care for... Um, a relationship at this point, I feel like I really wanna wanna uh, keep working on on myself and keep working on my goals and becoming a better yoga teacher, a better mindfulness teacher, and um, a better self and bringing this awareness um, to the world, teaching people around me. If I could touch, you know, the children, my family, right. to breathe. Mm be in the moment, uh, calm your nervous system, like you Mm -hmm. said, feel that peace within, um, in this so chaotic world, um, I feel like I've done my job. Yeah. So that brings me peace.
0: It's so beautiful how when you, you heal yourself, then you heal the world, right? Yeah. And so throughout this whole journey of trauma and loss and betrayal, and really the huge impact that it is to be separated from your family, the tools that you've chosen to, or that, yeah, the journey that you've taken to heal and continue to take, because I see you, I know you work hard, you do the work, you know, not everybody wants to do the work. Um, so I, I, it's really an honor to be your friend, to see you through this struggle and, you know, the fight that you have, the love. Um, that you have for others and for yourself it's really admirable and so um, and, you know I work with the with the public defenders system I see all of these immigration cases and it's so hard and the resources are just fast and it's not I mean it's it's a really difficult situation so I'm really happy that you're able to come on here and share because um, a lot of people don't know and a lot of people, don't want to talk about it and it's something that needs to be talked about you know you're not from here nor from there and but you found yourself wherever you are there you are and um so what's what are the moving forward what's going to happen now so you have your DACA in the process and hopefully we're able to adjust status
1: Uh um. Yeah, I, I really want to be able to, um, to keep continuing my education, I feel, pursue wherever, wherever I'm at, to keep helping people become a better yogi, um, keep teaching yoga to people, and I see the effect that it does on people, and I feel, I see the effect that it does on me, Mm um, so i really want to do that and i i wish that my status um to get a status here and to be able to cross so i can see my parents because i am 28 and sometimes i you know it's embarrassing to say to say it but at the same time i i don't feel like i'm the only one that feels this way like i miss my mom <laughs> that when I got divorced all I I wanted to do is go back home and that I knew like I couldn't and home like what was home like where was I going? Like, all I wanted is, is to cry to my mom. And, and they were very, like, supportive in, in a sense where it's like, you're going to be fine. And the first thing that my dad said is, like, don't fall into depression. And it's, like, so funny. It's so easy to say. But you have no control over your emotions in that sense mm. of, like, it's painful. Mm. And there's pain. And if you do not learn how to, how to process the pain, because I felt for the longest time I was suppressing it. And I supposed to, I have this expectations of being a strong woman. I cannot feel like I'm here. I'm expected to be whole, complete, and be able to help others. Um, and so this is what I'm supposed to be. And what I'm feeling inside, what I felt inside is I need my mom. <laughs> you know, I want to be comfort right now. Mm. I don't want to know anything about the world. Um, I want to give up. Mm. I want to let go of this United States. This United mm. States don't want me here. Like, what the hell am I doing here? Um, but my best friend, you know, it's like you, you're you're doing it. You're doing it. Like, these people that this community, like you're you're a great person. That reminder. That constant reminder of like. You're strong, you're fine, you got this. You're not alone. You're not alone, yes. You're not alone. Um, it gave me strength to keep going, and it's giving me strength to keep going. And with all this happening right now and having um, this president here and, and having this these different um, ideals, um, it really is pushing me to really speak up for myself And not not so much only for myself, but everybody that's going through it. Because I I do believe that I'm a strong person. Mm -hmm. I do believe that I am in the place where I am because I have fought to be here. I did not get anything for free. Like, I've worked my bottom to -hmm. be where I'm at, you know? And I've also been very, very blessed. This is why I believe... um, In the higher power, because I've been very blessed where things have been given to me. Um, My job, my relationship with my friends, uh, when I need it the most, and it comes from the randomest places, (laughs) is like, here you are, you know? And that, it, it doesn't come just because i Mm -hmm. feel like there's a higher power out there Mm -hmm. it's like when i'm mostly like i want to give up the most it's like here you go a little a little seat of faith a little set of hope for you to keep going Mm -hmm. um but i really do think that separating families regardless of what is going on in the world separating families like you're taking um The foundation, you're breaking down the foundation of these children. And it kills me to see, and even where I work, you know, um, it's city heights. Mm. So the population is immigrants, you know. So Mm. I do see a lot of people that, a lot of kids that are immigrants that are fighting through identity um, issues. That are fighting through their parents being separated. That are fighting through things that I've struggled with. Mm. Um so I don't wish upon them to have to deal with this. Mm. And so I feel like here are the tools. Um here are planting some seeds so that you can cope with this. Mm. But also I I feel like there I want to do more work um uh, so that you know we can do something about keeping these families together. Mm. Um not having to separate more people. Uh, more kids, more families. Like, it's, br- it's brutal. It's, it's so hard. Yeah. It is. It is really hard. And the effect that it's going to do on on the world, you think about it, and it's like, it's not going to affect my family. But if the crime rate goes up, like, you're not going to be able to bubble in your child in a little bubble and prevent them from suffering from what the world's suffering. Yeah. Like, you could only do that for so long. Yeah. And so, to be aware that we are one world this is only one world and there's only one like race and it's the human race and then we're mm. here together mm. and that togetherness, that oneness, only that way we're gonna be able to like overcome or these all these challenges that we're going through mm. to create a different level of consciousness because mm. we have the money. Or, you know, money is an illusion. It's a way that we trade. It's a way that we work. It's a way that that we have uh, worked. It's a system in which we have worked for such a long time, and it has worked, but not really, because you see a lot of people that are homeless, struggling through homelessness um, to, uh, like, poverty, which it shouldn't be, really. Um, I think it's just greed at this point. We have the resources, we have the technology, technology that we have never seen this, you know.
0: You to spread the love yeah, stop so, being so greedy. Yeah, so yeah. all
1: we, we need is a shift of consciousness. Yeah. That shift of, like, oneness. We're all one. What? what I do to you, I do to myself. Yeah. That's right. So, love myself. Because yeah. I love, even the people that are, that are making this, yeah. this life a little difficult.
0: Well, we're all learning and evolving and growing. Um, Well, thank you for all your, for your courage, for your love, for your strength, and for coming in here to share about this. Um, I wish you the best.
1: Thank you so much for Mm -hmm. having me, Mm -hmm. for being such a great mentor, for being part of this growth and Mm -hmm. this evolution within me, for allowing me to heal, for hearing me out without judging. Yes. I love it. Uh, I love you, you. sister. Thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for joining us for Tales of Recovery. We'll see you guys next time.